0: What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And
1: that's you. For being in here,
0: being involved, to being active on his YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Crimson Capsules, the longest-running episodic program here on YouTube. You're looking at the King Content. Over here, the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious CGA back in the building. And uh, we're going to have a short episode today. Mm. I got a strict timeline. All right. I got to get some traveling done or I got to get somebody to a traveling appointment. So uh, we're going to have a short episode. We're not going to waste a whole bunch of time. All right. But uh, this is Labor Day. I know y'all at a picnic tonight. Y'all at a picnic. All right. Yeah. Um, so um, I got a tight window that I can fit this in. But of course, it was the Monday Night Crimson Capsules. It the longest running really episodic program here on YouTube. And I had to get this information in. I couldn't skip a Monday. Anyway, man, uh, today's subject matter. We only got one subject matter. Today, we're going to talk about when the wall meets his midlife crisis, the mysterious midlife crisis. We're going to talk about that because a lot of women, you know, normies, uh, he's in a midlife crisis. He's going through some things. He's going through some changes. We're going to describe to you what the midlife crisis is. Actually, if you follow my vlog channel, I got a vlog. Why the midlife crisis is a myth. All right. And shout out to Donovan Sharp. I believe he was one person that I heard earlier Um, talk about this midlife crisis as well. As it being a myth, it's pretty much a shaming language that they use against men. And I'm going to tell you why they use this particular thing against men. So typically, and I by the way, a guy emailed me about this and uh, he talked about my marriage will, and he was like, there might be a point missing, or he had some point of confusion about what's going on here in this one. And then he mentioned the wall right around the time the midlife crisis comes around the wall, the physical wall, the biological wall is being dealt with with the female. And so this could actually be inserted into the marriage wheel in which, you know, the fear of missing out, the woman has a fear of missing out. She wants to return to the street. She's trying to maybe see if this is the best that she can get. And her, her looks or biology is allegedly declining. And then also you're going through a situation where I'll, I'll tell you what you're going through that actually people are going to label it a midlife crisis. All right. Especially married men. You rarely hear Non married men going through a midlife crisis. Mm. This is something that they put on and heap on to married men. And we're going to show you why they do that in order to. We're going to get, I don't want to give up too much. All right. But listen, to contribute to today's show, this short show, dollar sign CGA live back in the building on Cash App, on Vimo, Coach Greg Adams TV, on Vimo. And then, and then what do we got here? PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams to hit me up on PayPal. Let me go ahead and put it in here. Um, Again, you're seeing me waste. company con to try to type this in in the building in the building in the building all right there you got to go right there oh we got it so um we're going to talk about that one this is going to be a great show let me get the earlier contributors to the day show how about we do that all right albert ingram hits me up on Vimo. he says they say these women out here are winning and i say living paycheck to paycheck and being in debt is not winning all right (laughs) um i always tell people that uh you know if you are able to meet your monthly obligations you are not broke if you're not able to meet your monthly obligations you are broke so um let's just say you're right there you live up to you know you don't have any extra savings you know what i mean that's what you got to get to uh you don't have any extra money you're on a tight budget really tight budget but you met your monthly obligations you're good all right you're not considered broke but then women say or is that you're broke because you don't have extra money to spend on them which is not true never feel that you're broke because you don't have extra money to spend on them. It's not theirs to spend. Um, So you are meeting your monthly obligations. Now, a lot of women aren't meeting their monthly obligations and you will find out that if you ever engage with them for a longer period of time, right? Uh, I find this out when I'm dealing with the junior college girls. They'll act like they got their life together and not many people in their 20s have their life together, but it's an act that people put on and then all of a sudden you bang them out twice, they leave and then all of a sudden they need a cash advance. All of a sudden they playing that game. Oh shit. Oh, I thought I could see you right here. Uh at the first of the month, right? Why? Your rents due, motherfucker. Oh, can I see you? Can I see you, Daddy? Can I see you? And then they start begging, playing all uh playing, putting IOUs on you. All right. I owe you. I owe you, Daddy. All right, just advance me, Daddy. And I'm like, okay, if I ever said advance me some peace leave, I get paid next week. Would you do it? Nope. Hey, you know what? Why don't I go ahead and give me that peace leave real quick? Uh I know you're expecting a little bit of money from it, but go ahead, go ahead and lay down. I owe you. I owe you money in the future. Would you do it? Nope. You would think a dude is a dusty for doing something like that. And therefore, anybody that advances chicks' money, you're dusty as well. So anyway, um, but this doesn't even have to do with just junior college girls. Uh women in general do this. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I owe you back in finesse. I brought, I promise I'll come see you again. Soon as you that soon as you'd be like, all right, AI advanced you come see me next week. They come through, you beat the peace leave up. She'd be like, um. Was this a freebie? You're like, what do you mean? I advanced you last week. Oh, I thought that was a gift. Mm-hmm. These women, man, I tell you, bro. <laughs> oh, I thought you were, I thought you were being generous and nice. No, man, we were been on a financial agreement since the beginning. What are you talking about? <laughs> they were like, I would have sucked off the landlord if I knew you were gonna hold me to this agreement. What type of guy are you? All right, you ain't no real G. There's some real ninjas out here that a spoiler girl. <laughs> Wait a minute, chick. We had an agreement. Isn't it called an arrangement? Now you done changed the deal midstream. Yeah, they're going to forgot. Oh, so, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you was, oh, I thought I thought you were going to be nice. I thought you were going to let me, I thought you were going to let me slide, daddy. <laughs> Watch out for these finessing ass females. All right. Uh, It's because they don't budget very well. And they're always looking for a bailout. All right. So anyway, shout out to, uh, can I call you Stewie? Neil Stewie is in the building. He says, Coach, thanks for the show. Remember, we love you. All right, shout out to you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Pause. And did I get rich or die? Rich or die is in the building. All right, I think that was, that was you earlier. And let me check PayPal. Let me check PayPal. <laughs> yeah, ladies never keep contracts. They hate keeping contracts. When was the last time you was able to threaten a woman with a contract? It says right here in this lease agreement. Man, screw that lease. She'll rip it up right in front of you. Dr. Dre ripped up his prenup. She was like, it don't count no more. He ripped it up. It's a legal document. I can rip up a parking ticket. Doesn't mean it doesn't count anymore. Mm -hmm. The police can rip up a parking ticket. Doesn't mean it doesn't count anymore. Once they punch it into that little computer they punch it into, it counts. So he can rip it up on the side of the road. Doesn't mean it doesn't count. Technically, I'm sure there's some things that you can say on that one. Shout out to A.D. Austin in the building on over on the PayPal, he says earlier this year, the married woman that posted the bikini pic on your fake book posted about her husband, quote, thanks for going half on the kids with me. LOL. Praying mantis coming soon. Uh, when women start to advertise themselves, it is going to be a countdown. Start the clock. Um, when they start advertising themselves. Now, I know people are like, you're just insecure in social media. and What am I supposed to do? Not have a social media account? I don't care what you think. All right. I don't care what you feel. The reality is the advertisement. I mean, ladies, you're at this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This it would be the same as if a dude start all of a sudden, all right, um, posting all of this, all of his wins on social media. He posts he posts his 9-11. All right, he posts himself with multiple women at the bar and the clubs. He's like, Yeah, Sean. All right, you will be in your feelings too. You will be in your feelings too. All right. Uh, where are we at here? Shout out to uh SAU engineeria the contractor says good afternoon coach i have been busy working but listening to all the replays on spotify thank you the dice don't work for you the same shun and uh spotify did many cancel me last week <laughs> spotify was like we'll just make this podcast disappear they literally made it disappear and i had to get on them i was like yo man where my podcast that shun yo what is this over here shun Yo, I'm tired of this uh, censorship over here, Sean. You can see a woman on, she was on Twitch over here, Sean. She was getting banged out. She was fornicating actually on Twitch. And Twitch was like, man, we're going to pull that page down. And then they was like, you know what, Sean? We're going to give you the page back, Sean. All right. You know what I mean? You can get banged out where it's born. Right there on your Twitch. No biggie. We'll look the other way, Sean. I'm like, I got banned. on. (laughs) I get banned on social media and I'm just talking. What the hell? Is she getting fornicated with on Twitch. Did you see the story? Did you see on Twitch? She was live on Twitch, Sean, and the dude was behind her like. <laughs> you couldn't see him, though, Sean. All you can see was her face. She's an ugly chick, too. Anyway, <laughs> look it up. Look it up. She literally is getting banged out on Twitch. It wasn't no good bang out either. I mean, from, from the pictures and the descriptions, the people who saw it, they was like nothing was going down, Sean. She just was getting penetrated. That's all. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And they were like, we'll give you your account back. Slap on the wrist. All right. Andrew Tate, though, you got to go. <laughs> no, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, you're promoting violence. By the way, did you see that Black China's making, claiming she's making $300 million or something obscene per year on OnlyFans? She was just claiming she was broke. Wasn't she just suing someone saying she ain't making no money? She going to get her car repossessed? How's she making that much money? And that, boy, I tell you, (laughs) what is going on here? Leo K in the building. Shout out to the coach gang and special shout out to White Wolf. If you know, you know, White Wolf got them britches in control. (laughs) All right. He got, he holding his masculine frame. All right. No biggie. Hey, let's get into the show. All right. Again, we're probably going to be here an hour and a half ish. hour and a half ish all right let's take that down and put this up right here uh when she hits the wall and you experience your midlife crisis let me tell you read this email here it was a little bit confusing all right but i'm gonna read it and he says the midlife crisis versus the wall missing out in divorce all right and so if you guys don't know now you know let's go ahead and share the the um wait a minute oh let's share this on the screen They got me all twisted up. She got me twisted. All right, so let me see if I can share screen. The marriage will. And so this is what he was referencing. I came up with the marriage will. Some people on Instagram, they don't follow me on YouTube. I referenced the marriage will. They were like, what's the marriage will? So anyway, he says, hi, coach. Really love your content and videos. I'll try to keep it short. In the marriage will, you explain a lot of things that point from the woman's actions, and it will lead to uh, various reactions from her husband but I'm not sure if I miss something. But when they're close to the wall, then the then feeling missing out, they feel missing out, and get to sexist marriage affairs is part of it. Also, when men tend to get into their midlife crisis as a cope, something like that to cope, or a midlife crisis to cope, not as a cope. So what he's saying, he's that's my view. So what he's saying is um in this marriage wheel when we get to the bait and switch and we're going to look at this age wise is the man actually using is is the man actually as a reaction to her hitting the wall getting into his midlife crisis all right which is is quote unquote midlife crisis all right we'll describe what the midlife crisis is then you'll hear my response to what the midlife crisis is and my response is similar to what donovan, donovan sharp has described as the shaming language of the midlife crisis so i love that email because This is actually something that is going on here. And I don't know if you saw the movie American Beauty, okay? The movie American Beauty kind of pointed this out. So the woman was hitting the wall. She was getting a lot more, you know, the the relationship wasn't going well. The marriage wasn't going well. He was henpecked. He wasn't the man he wanted to be. And then he proceeded to go into a midlife crisis in which he wanted to be with a teenage cheerleader. Um, Listen, I didn't write the movie. the Hollywood put it out. If you want to be mad, write them. Do not be mad at me. That was the movie, all right. It was a high school cheerleader, and he was going. Listen, it is what it is. But American Beauty was that es- essentially that he had to go through this midlife crisis because his his wife was going left. All right, she pulled the bait and switch on him, and their marriage was a disaster. All right, um, so, <laughs> um, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. What is the we'll talk about what the wall is and what this assumed alleged and midlife crisis is and which one is more likely to be true all right the wall or the actual midlife crisis so we're going to go here we're going to use we're going to use uh biology here uh here it is right here oh wait a minute who wait a minute wait a minute did y'all see that who who granddaddy and who <laughs> boy seeking arrangements in chinese all right lord have mercy he said smile for this picture rich I'm paying you money. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Mm. Lord, have mercy. I suffered through the years. It's just many tears. Hey, seeking goes on worldwide. He was like, "You better smile for this picture." (laughs) I love it. All right, uh, let's go ahead and pop this up. He was like, he said, "I got money." (laughs) He part of the uh, Triad gang in the building. He was like, "Yo." (laughs) <laughs> he said I got i'm a billionaire in china you better smile for this picture he's a peaking arrangements G- gear z net you fool that was peaking arrangements over there peaking chicken peaking duck oh my goodness that's y'all's future wife over in japan and china whoever they was all right anyway here's uh the the thing you're looking at in science uh anything that comes from columbia new 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 new, new world i mean columbia university new 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 world order but as you can see here this doctor all right um is talking about uh your biological your biological clock may be older than you think okay of course this is may 1st 2022 many women assume that they will have no wait that they will have no difficulty getting pregnant until they discover they can't says rachel mcconnell uh, md associate professor of uh, AB, uh, OBGYN at Columbia University and all of these little technical schools. Damn, all these titles, bro. Come on. Mm. All right. <laughs> God dang. Oh, and she says right here, uh, Dr. McConnell, shout out to you. A lot of women in their 40s feel that because they are healthy and they exercise that they can still be okay reproductively. And of course, the mir- miracles of modern science and our focus on health and exercise have people believing that they're still young, right? 40 is the new 25, and it's bullshit. All right. But anyway. And she says right here, Bacano says it's important for people to know that the biological clock is a little bit different than physical health and long uh, and looking at the age where uh, when their own mothers and grandmothers conceive isn't an accurate guide, she says. Right. Because here it is right here. I've had patients say, I don't worry about this because my grandmother had children when she was 40. All right. I typically hear this one, too. I typically have heard this one, too. Hey, because I'll say this as well. The biological clock and women are saying, well, my mother had me at 50, 11. All right. That's my new favorite number, by the way. Or 11 billion. My, my my mother. And then I'll say, were you the first child, second child, third child, eighth child? If you're the eighth child then she was 49, 39, 48, 42, 36. All right. If you were the fifth child, it's much easier for him, them to conceive. The bi- The body already knows how to adapt to pregnancy. If it's the first child, it's going to be a little more difficult ride, right? And it says right here, she says, she's even saying, and this is a female doctor. She like, yeah, but uh, yo, just because your grandmother and your mother had you late doesn't, doesn't mean you will. And it says right here, but your grandmother or mother's experience doesn't predict what will happen to you.
1: And that's you.
0: According to McConnell, women generally begin to see some gradual change in fertility around the age 30
1: and that's you late
0: 20 early 30s right and as women's eggs reserve and a uh, quality decline it says it's not that fertility falls off a cliff starting at age 30 but the chances of getting pregnant really goes down after 35 and McConnell explains that even for younger women who are who have regular periods it can be difficult to get pregnant so when men in MGTLW or the red pill or the manosphere, or whatever you want to call it, talk about the wall. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about the biological wall, and then these things come with some sort of emotional uh, tropes and some emotional adjustments from the woman. Me- meaning, pos- specifically, this woman,
1: and that's you, right?
0: Late twenty, early thirties. We stop looking for the assholes and the jerks, and we start, and we don't have no time for them. And we start looking for men who uh would make great long-term partners, right? So that is the wall. Now, people who want to deny this, they're absolutely being ridiculous. And what they'll use is, well, this person still looks great at 50. Look at this woman. Look at J-Lo. Look at Shakira. Look at, uh, look at uh, anybody. What's love got to do with it, actress? They start putting up women that look good. Or they'll f- deflect and say, well, look at the men. Look at the men. The men start looking goofy as well. But that has nothing to do with what the wall is. There's always going to be an exception to the rule. Let's look at, in general, the general population, not the, the, the exception to the rule. And many of the exceptions to the rule, especially on the woman's side, they have miracles of modern science, as I call it. Well, you'd be like, well, I don't know how much Botox, how much lip injections, how much uh, care she's had. She could have a private shelf. She could focus on health. She could have breast implants, booty implants. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you can't really tell about that person. They could have good genetics. You just can't tell. You can't just say this person defeated the wall. Therefore, it doesn't exist. Even in the situation with um, Sylvester Stallone. Well, his wife looked pretty attractive, but if you compared her to to his daughters, it was no contest, right? She looked attractive for her age in her like 40s or 50s, but then put her daughters next to her and it was, and then she started to go through this adjustment, divorcing him and then Stallone goes through the midlife crisis, right? So that is what we're talking about there. That has to be noted. The wall always has to do with biological clock. Now, you can make exceptions and still talk about looks. And so watch this right here. There's an article, bitter men just want to see women hit the wall. And this says right here, red pill guys believe in an expiration date for female privilege. And they go in about why. And this is an article against RP and against MGTOW, right? And they're explaining that only bitter men want to see women hit the wall. Why do these bitter men want to see women hit the wall? And basically, to sum it up, I'm going to read this Quora, who he goes in on why this is the reason. Why does MGTOW talk about women hitting the wall? And this guy right here, he looks like <laughs> he's a Ph.D. in life and living in adulthood at the University of Life. All right. um, His name is Bob. He looked like he hit the male wall, but he explains it thoroughly. Why do men talk about women hitting the biological wall? Now, if I and I should add this to the screen here. And let me add this. A lot of people seem to forget men do celebrate hitting women, hitting the physical wall, not the biological wall, but the physical wall, because many of these women turned them down. Many of these women said, "Uh, you're not a good option for me. And then came back crawling back later. Or many of these men, uh, many of these women actually celebrated their younger years and men were struggling through their younger years. Now when the men's financial position gets more stable, These women say, hey, you're 40, I'm 40, we'd make a power couple. And that guy goes, hell no, you are a single mother 40 plus and you're broke and bankrupt and you got student loan debt. And the women are like, why are you shaming us? You're making us feel bad. But the guy's like, you made us feel bad from 16 to 26, 16 to 28. You had no problems telling us we were broke and scrubs and dusties. So there's this thing where men get to win and women were winning and you got what you got. Now, time ran out. And now you want us to still look at you like you were 26. Mm. So this is the problem that we have in our culture. Unfortunately, men win in the end. All right, time is on the men's side. It starts off ugly and it gets better for many, not not all. For many, it it gets better, significantly better. And let's just put this out here. Men don't sell looks to women. So if a woman says, well, you guys look just as broke down as women, Women, you sell looks. You sell looks. Men rarely ever sell looks. You do sell looks when the woman's 18 to 20, all right? That's when looks count. When it got starts getting serious after she's 25, men don't sell looks. It's, it's an added addition. It's plus. It's a plus. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this right quick, putting this up. This is his response as to why. We'll call it MGTOW, but men in general talk about women hitting the wall. There are some good answers, but they danced around it. He says, as some have already pointed out, women are um, at their most desirable between age 22 and 24. I know people are pissed off when you see that, and you want to call men metaphiles, but there is actually some data that we're going to show you where that backs that up, that backs that thing up. If you look at this chart right here, this is as men age versus the age of women who look best to him. If you take black men, this this, this is going to be skewed a little bit. All right, they'll take 40, 50, 11 years over here. All right, but if you take men that are in their prime financially, it looks right here. As men age, I don't know if you guys can see this chart. It's a little bit grayscale. As men age, the age of the woman who looks best to him, this is according to some data, no matter where he is on the age chart, as he oh, as he goes up in age the desirability of the woman he likes it still remains between 20 and 22 no 24 is the highest 20 and 24 now some men get guilted out of this right And so you might say well no nah, this still look you know this woman still look good and I, this doesn't apply to all women right that doesn't mean he won't be with a 46 year old woman but what he prefers or what he provides the, uh, as the most desirable there it is 20, 21, 20, 21, 22, 21, 22. So when you see dudes at Starbucks getting a sneak peek, all right, he's because that's what he desires most. Doesn't mean that's what he's going to get. That doesn't mean that's what he's going to settle with, but that's where it is. Now, when you compare that to women, let's go ahead and compare it to women. As they move up, as they age, they seem to move around the age chart. You see this? And this is why they never understand men. Why don't you like somebody your own age? Well, look at your age and where you are and look at where this young piece of thing is. So as women age versus the age of men who looks best to them, see in their 20s, they start going up playing that line right there. 27, 27, 29, they start playing close. As she ages, she ages up in men. She starts aging up as she ages, she ages up as she ages, she ages up until the point where they hit the, bio, the, the physical wall And they're going, hey, you'll look good to me. Uh, A woman in her 40s wants a 38-year-old man. However, let's go up to the 38-year-old man. 38-year-old man looking at 20-year-old women. Typically. Huh? All right. So let's hear what he had to say here. It says right here, and this is based on numerous studies, and it seems men of all ages agree that this is true, except the simps. Simps are going to be like, I'll take that soggy yogurt, sloppy yogurt. All right. This is also the age when women can have healthy babies most easily, and as a woman ages, her ability to have healthy babies decreases, which we pointed out with the female black doctor. She acknowledged this too. By the time she's 35, she loses 40% of her fertility, and from here, her chances of having a normal, healthy baby declines dramatically. By 40, the odds she'll be able to conceive naturally are very, very small, and by 44, there's next to none. Right. If you don't think that has an impact on how you sexually desire a human being, this is not mental. You can't just change this. Have you ever been around a younger woman? Have you ever been inside of a younger woman? Pause. Not even pause. I'm just trying to clean this up. Have you ever been in it? You're actually roar. You're actually excited. Your body feels it. This is called pheromones. Your body reacts to her body. Now, if you ever been around an older woman and you were just, you know, swimming around there. You were just rolling around in her body. Yeah, you can perform, but it ain't going to be at peak heights. It's not going to be at peak height. It ain't going to be the pheromones are dead. Her pheromones ain't transacting nothing in you. You're like, all right, let me go ahead and just finish this up. Mm. Let me finish it up. This is a nice place to be. It's better than nothing. But you're with a a young girl. You just like, yeah. Anyway, full salute. You can't deny this and you can't change this. No amount of mental programming, psychological psyops can change this. It says women, on the other hand, are programmed for hypergamy or hypergamy. He says this is that they look for men who have the best genes and the highest status. So age really doesn't play that more importance. Uh, Good genes means good children and status means that when she's most vulnerable by being pregnant and having small children, her partner will be able to provide for her and protect for her. So women look for chads, meaning charming, handsome and driven, a.k.a. tall, dark and handsome. While women are in their 20s, they tend to attract the attention of chads and revel in it. They revel in it. That's when they they spit down your face. Like, uh, he's six foot three and two fifty and he's chiseled, and he's a kickboxing champion. All right. And you're like, oh. But as they age, the chads who remain attractive to women well into their 40s begin to lose interest since they can still attract women in their 20s. This is hypothetical. This is not hypothetical. This is general. Of course, exception to the rule. Since since chads are abundant during their 20s, women have the opportunity to date up and ride the carousel, right? We call that the carousel. And they treat their 20s as a dating smorgasbord. Or they'll say, I got a lot of men after me, or I never have to chase after a man because I got it like that. Since feminism tells them that they can have it all, they postpone marriage, right?
1: And that's And children
0: to stay on the carousel as long as possible to get the best option. Eventually, though, that attention they get from the chads begins to diminish. By the time they realize it, they're in their late 20s, early 30s. It's important to understand that women will still be pursued by men well into their 40s and sometime into their 50s if they're attractive. But they won't be pursued by chads. Right. And so women mistaken. that I know a lot of guys that are after me. They're after me because you're a nice warm bed. That's all. OK, they're in there to get it wet and roll around and, and bust and leave. As women age, the quality of men they can attract begins to lower and lower status men. Right. Lower status men. All right. Um, women have to understand who they're advertising to. Right. When you twerk and you do booty popping and booty clapping, you're advertising to low status males. Mm. You're, you're basically doing the simp low-status male cat call or a simp wolf whistle. All right, and then they'll complain about only low-status men being after them. Well, booty clap is synonymous with low-status men. <laughs> I know people hate that because you think I'm talking about black men, but I'm not just talking about black men, but in general. Financially, you're going to attract financially low-status men by doing that behavior, but that's okay. Uh, everybody's got to learn. And everybody's got to keep it real. It says, this is what it means for a woman to hit the wall. She can no longer attract the kind of men that she desires and who are plentiful when she was young. Now, keep in mind that female attractiveness comes into play. The more attractive a woman is, the longer she can push back the wall. Uh, Some women who are obese and unattractive might hit the wall at 18. And this is true. Okay, so some women, you can't just use age, although an ugly or a subpar 18-year-old is way better than a semi attractive 32 year old. It ain't even close. I'll take an uglier 18, and this is straight from our man Patrice O'Neill. I'll take a subpar five that's an 18 year old, as opposed to a six or a seven at 32 any day of the week. Any day. It ain't even close. That's not even an option. <laughs> That ain't even an option. I don't care. Anybody past the age of 32, you could be hot. You could be like a seven, seven plus. I'll take a five at 18. <laughs> People be pissed off listening to me. All right. You can tell when a woman hits the wall when she begins to complain that there are no more good men left. What happened? Where did all So listening it go? to this one, when a woman verbalizes there's no more good men left, she has hit the wall without fail. That is the signal, that is the that is the siren of she's hitting the wall. When she says, "What happened? Where did all the men That's know? the that is when she's hit the wall. All right? Anyway, we got this right here. This man broke it down like a fraction. Says, "So why do why do MGTOWs talk about women hitting the wall?" question mark because they see it as a form of karmic justice. Again, most MGTOWs have lacked Experience lack of loyalty and fidelity from women, and if and they find it satisfying when a woman hits the wall mid 30s and suddenly panics that they are not married and not likely to be what happened, yeah. Where did all and the that likelihood happened? that she gets married is slim to Slim the Nun. And so, what the guy's going through is aha, right? Finally, <laughs> so it is a little bit a win, it's rubbing it in. Now, I will admit, when we talk about women hitting the wall, it is rubbing it in because for us. We experienced the woman like, I don't have to do nothing. I'm going to girls' nights out. I'm doing nothing. Ain't he sexy? And then all of a sudden, they come tumbling down. And you go, ah, ha, ha, ha. It is a little bit of rubbing it in. It's okay. But, yeah, the tables have turned. Now, for most men, if you're fine and you took care of yourself, for the next 35 years, you're going to be good. You're going to be in the driver's seat. For them, depending on when they hit that wall, and they start talking about dating sucks and, you know, their early 30s, they start talking like this woman right here because it doesn't even have to be 40 when they start saying this this is an indicator that she has hit the wall okay so this is for all of my single over 30 people is anybody else just over this hookup culture I mean I get it I'm I'm online I'm trying all these things but like What happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. According to Bob, that is officially she hit the wall, right? When she recognizes what happened, what's going on here. Now, she acknowledged, hey, we were having all fun. <laughs> we were all participating in hookup culture. Now, she's going like this. She's like,
1: and that's you. What happened? And where did
0: all the That's officially she hit the wall. Now, she still has attractiveness to work with. She'll still get pipe delivery. She'll still get dudes that want to hit it. But what she's struggling with is she can't keep a man because all they want to do is hook up. She's realized that it is the wall. And he says right here, it's kind of like sitting back and watching the slow motion train wreck, knowing full well that it was the driver of the train who caused the wreck by ignoring the warning signs along the route. Man, my man, dude, I'll tell you that might be the best explanation of the wall. So you're as men, you're watching women that you sent for and you watching the collision course. You're like, oh my god, oh boy, they don't see it all. Oh. They put up the 10-year challenge. This is me in my 20s. This is me in my 30s. And you're like, you don't see, you don't see it, right? Or they'll say, this is me in my 30s. This is me in my 40s. And you're like, no wonder, like you only met her when she was approaching her 40s. And you never knew that she was a hot little number when she was thir- 29 and 30. Then you see the picture of the 10-year challenge and you're like, oh my God, no wonder you're arrogant, right? You 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 realize that the woman, because she's still arrogant and they're going into her 40s. And you're like, what is going on? And then they put the ten-year challenge up, and you go, "Oh, there it is." You still think that's you, right?
1: And that's you. You
0: still think you're that hot girl in your twenties and thirties, but you're you're forty pounds overweight. So that's the wall. Now, ladies, we're gonna celebrate you in a minute here. Where? Oh, sorry, that's the midlife crisis. We're gonna get. I'm a little ahead of myself. All right. So let me see if I can take these things down to slow, so it doesn't slow up my computer. Okay, that's the wall. We're gonna go into midlife crisis now we're going to break down the midlife crisis part of it let's see here so when is the wall we've identified it anywhere but they said anywhere between really mid-20s for many women of course when you have obesity playing a part and unhealthy and then also going up into 40s right that's when they're going to hit that wall where are men going to hit the midlife crisis all right especially now you're talking about married men 40 and 60 between forty. And 60. Now, what is the midlife crisis? We're going to give you the generic definition, but then we're going to give you the definition for red pill men, right? Or for men who want to be awakened and aware. It says right here, what is the midlife crisis? Midlife, and of course we live longer, but midlife takes place approximately between the ages of 40 and 60, give or take a few years. One common belief about this stage is that you should expect to face inner turmoil about your identity life choices, and mortality. In other words, a midlife crisis. Holy moly. Boy, I mean, they laying it on thick. Says right here, men should be (laughs) facing turmoil. Holy moly. Okay. Signs and causes and coping tips. Says feeling dissatisfied with your life as you reach middle age. Now they're talking about married men. All right, they're not talking about single men, but of course that Gump psychologist, Greg M., is going to say you single men will be dissatisfied with life as well. Now we're going to use some data here to actually dispute that. But here it is, right here. It says midlife crisis signs, causes, and coping. Um, it says right here, midlife takes place approximately. Oh, this is what I just read here. I read that here. But the psycho cycle analysis, El, um, Elliot Jacques. Let's make that a little larger. That's what she said. Coined the term midlife crisis in the sixties. Jock noted that the patients in the mid to late 30s seemed to go through a depressive period and sudden lifestyle changes as they confronted the idea of their own mortality. So you're looking at it, you're staring death down the barrel and you're going into the third quarter and you go, I need to get my life in order. The idea of the midlife crisis uh, being a biological certainty spread. They're saying every man's going to do this biologically. It's in our nature. Okay. Nowadays, it's commonly associated with the stereotype of a middle-aged man buying fancy cars or ending marriages to regain a sense of youth. They said they're basically saying going to the junior college. All right. Basically. And um, so this is synonymous, right? You got a Porsche 911 in your 40s, midlife crisis. All right. You're going to die soon. So it was the last chance you got it. Or. You're you're dissatisfied with the direction, or you're bitter and you're hurt and you had to go get the portion. Right. You're compensating. They'll, they'll use these things here. Let's go ahead and look at this real quick. Let me see here. One more thing it says right here. We're using the data. Now we're using Wikipedia of all things. A midlife crisis. This is typically for men is a trans transition of identity and self-confidence. They're a little bit more positive about it. That can occur in middle-aged individuals, typically 45 to 65. The phenomena is described as a psychological crisis, brought about by events that highlight a person's growing age, inevitable mortality, and possibly lack of accomplishments in life. They may produce feelings of intense depression, remorse, and high levels of anxiety, or the desire to achieve youthfulness, or make dramatic changes to their current lifestyle, or fish fish or feel the wish to change past decisions and events. Suddenly studies of midlife crisis show that they are less common than popularly believed. All right. So this right here says they're less common. Whereas the other article was like, it's a biological thing, especially for men. Okay. Right here. According to valiant in a 75 year long longitudinal study of adult on adult development, he found midlife crises were rare experiences for people involved in the study. The term was coined by Elliot Jacques in 1965. So, um, you know what I mean? This is, some, this is some new, new,
1: new, new, new world
0: order. We're just giving you the basis here, all right? And so they're trying to say, uh, the first guy was like, it's biological, it's gonna happen, all men are gonna go through this. This article is like, ah, this Wikipedia, ah, it doesn't happen that much, it's pretty rare. But what's happening? What's really happening? Let's go back to the marriage will. All right, as coaches breaking it down like a fraction. The marriage will, how does that play into the situation here? How does the wall in the so-called midlife crisis have a collision course? How does it happen? What's happening here? We're going to break it down and look at the numbers. We're going to match it up and match apples and oranges together today. Today, first of all, let's just put this out here. Midlife crisis is used more as a shaming tactic For men looking to achieve or actually start to do what? They're starting to spend some of the hard-earned time and money that they did when they were in their 20s. They're starting to now spend it on themselves. How many times have you heard a man say, I rarely get to buy things for myself, and he'll buy something small, and he'll be guilty for it. How dare you buy that new Madden video game? Don't you want to consider your children and your family, and you're like, it's just a Madden football game. It's 89 bucks or 100 bucks. All right. And they're like, I can't believe you would buy that for yourself. I can't believe you could buy that without asking me. And he's like, damn, he's actually guilted into enjoying his own life when he sacrificed for his family. So typically a married man, sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. And by the time he's in his 30s and 40s and he has disposable income, which we're going to show you, he now starts to buy for himself. He held off getting the sports car to have a family and a wife. Right. He wanted a life, but he chose a wife. And then he held off on that sports car until he actually achieved the level of success to be able to afford the sports car. He buys the sports car. How dare you? Mm. How dare you buy that damn sports car? Why? Because she sees that as a competitive element. Now she's got to compete against that sports car. Now she knows a uh, sports car comes with a boat and boat comes with hose. Mm. Now she's about to get herself bumped out. He's going to be spending time waxing that sports car instead of waxing her ass. All right. And so now. She now knows there's a competitor. There's another bull in the ring when it comes to her. There's another. So she's going, how dare you do that? You must be going through a midlife crisis. You had to buy that Corvette. You have must be going through a midlife crisis. We must go to marriage counseling at the same time. At the same time, what's happening here? Let's show you this. This is happening. She's hitting the wall. Let's look at this. At the same time, she's starting to lose her biology. She's starting to lose her looks. You're so-called going through a midlife crisis. Let's take a look at it. Who's more likely to guilt you about a midlife crisis? A woman in her 40s, 50s, or 60s. Let's take a look at it. I'm giving you science today. And I thank you for that, brother, for sharing this uh, particular story. When does a midlife crisis more likely to occur? Let's give you that chart right here. Uh, for some reason, I got it out of order. Oh, there it is right there. 40 to 60. 40 to 60. Right here. Oddly enough, that's when they're hitting the wall. Oddly enough, that's when divorces happen. Let me show you right here. When are you likely to go through a gray divorce? You guys want this data, right? You want this information. We're going to tell you how this works. When are you likely to go through a gray divorce? 55 to 64. Oddly enough, that's right there in the window of the so-called, I can't never find the chart, so-called midlife crisis. Have you noticed that? Look at that. That's right there, smack, right at the end Of the midlife crisis. Boom. Let me put it up here. Damn, I can't figure out what tab I'm on, right? To be honest with you. Let me me match them up. Oh, shit. I'm all over the place. All right. Hold on for a second. There's great. That's midlife crisis. There's great divorce. You see that? So when this person said to me here, this person said to me, How do you, am I missing an element? Is this potentially this midlife crisis linked to the wall? And it looks like, there's a direct linkage between when the man starts to become successful and stable. Here comes a woman going through her transformation back from a butterfly all the way back to a dead butterfly. She's starting to decline. She's also starting to decline economically and getting unstable there. And she's unstable realizing where she is in her position in your marriage. You start reaching out and having fun, going on trips by yourself, solo missions with your boys. You playing golf, eighteen holes of golf, getting drunk at by nine p.m., nine a.m. You're out there buying sports cars, and all of a sudden, this midlife crisis comes in. She starts saying you're going through a midlife crisis, right when she's hitting the wall, and then you're going through a great divorce at the end of the midlife crisis. How about that? Mm -hmm. How about? That. How about this? You want some more? Check this out. Check this out. Earning peak at different ages for different demographic groups. I've showed you this chart a lot of time. I showed you the chart. Earning growth by gender. I often said this was income by gender, but it's not. It's earning growth. As you can see, when I mean, the woman's young, obviously, and um, her earning growth potential between the ages of twenty. And 35 is better than men. They tend to get hired for administrative corporate jobs, and men don't, right? So they tend to go to college more than men do. And so they're going to go entry level and get opportunities, namely because they're young, they're vulnerable, and they're also more attractive. Okay? Men are, people are starting to give them opportunities. But watch this. Watch where the men's peak earning growth happens. Between what age? 39 and 59. Let's go back to the chart. When is the midlife crisis? Ladies and gentlemen, right there. Let's go back. This question was genius. Watch the income growth of men. Where he starts to get his peak income growth. When he starts to have disposable income, when he starts to desire younger women, when he starts to have extra money in his pocket, what do they say now? Now he's able to do things that he wasn't able to do when he was in his 20s and 30s. They say he goes through a midlife crisis right when the money kicks in and right when she hits the financial wall. And not only does she hit the financial wall, she hits the physical wall and the biological wall. She starts to bam, and then you start to peak, and you start to do what? You start to travel. You start to date younger women. You start, if you're married, your marriage starts to collapse. She starts to say, I'm not happy. She files the great divorce right here, and guess what happens, ironically? You were going through a midlife crisis, Mm. and somebody said, Kevin Samuels told us this. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, guess what? Kevin Samuels told us this. Okay. Or you heard it from him first, but I appreciate you for being here, but you can't comment no more. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. No sneak this to him. It's to the men like these guys. All right. Anyway, (laughs) here we go. It's men like you who make it bad for other content creators. Because we've been told everybody this. This is nothing new. Anyway, here it is right here. As you can see, there's a direct correlation between men in earning, men in earning, men in satisfaction, men in divorce, men in divorce, and the dreaded midlife crisis. Do you see this? Do you absolutely see this, (laughs) right? Now, let's go back to another point here. Let's go back to another point. The phenomena of self-confidence. Self-confidence. The phenomena of self-confidence. Now that the guy's becoming self-confident between the ages of 40 and 46, as he becomes successful and earn higher, they're going to say mid-life crisis. As this income jumps up, Boom. Midlife crisis. This is another deflection, another attempt to actually bring men down as he's getting his confidence, as he's desiring younger women, as he's purchasing what he needs to purchase. Now his life is to be picked apart. At the same time, she's losing economically and it's now time to gray divorce you. Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? So let me go ahead and pull this up here. Let me see here. Oh, that's monogamy. We're not going to talk about that yet. If we do have extra time, we will talk about the phenomena of monogamy. But as you can see here, to adjust for all of this, to adjust all of this, they will start saying things like, well, men, actually, your fertility is being affected as you age. So now we're getting new science that is counter counteracting because there's the original article here. Let me see if I can pull this up. I'm trying to find all my, oh, I closed it. All right, so it was the woman female doctor, the black female doctor that says, hey, the, 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 uh, the childbearing years is not as, as bad as we thought, although it's still bad. Now they're saying, now they're saying men shouldn't hold off either because older age affects male fertility. Hold up. Hold the hell up. <laughs> the does the does does older age affect male fertility? Now, in common knowledge, this was not true. It was not believed to be true. It has always have been believed that men can have children at any age, healthy children. But now, <laughs> because you're going to go through a midlife crisis because you think you can wait, now we're getting scientists coming out saying, "Yeah." Male jizz is just as bad as women waiting late in their fertility window. Mm. Oh, boy. The answer is yes. Sperm, motility, motility, semen, volume, miscarriage, DNA fragmentation, and yes, Down syndrome, ADHD, premature birth, autism, and more. What? This has never been thought to be the case. But now you're getting data now. They're telling you, no, 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 no. Don't go by that Porsche yet. Don't think you're going to wait. Don't think it's just the women that hit the biological wall. It's you men too, right? And they're saying.
1: And that's you.
0: Oh, my God. We focus on. Here it is right here. We focus a lot on female age and fertility. But there are also known effects of male age and fertility and the health of their children. Oh, boy. Sperm count is often not affected by male age, but there are effects on older age of semen volume, sperm motility, motility, and sperm DNA fragmentation. These parameters can affect the chance of pregnancy as well as the health of the pregnancy. So when you go in and you are an old bat and you marry an old bat and she can't get knocked up, this happened. Actually, there was a woman that this happened to, a celebrity woman. She couldn't have a baby. They blamed it on him. They was like, oh, it's, it's not her. It's not her.
1: And that's you. Hold
0: up. Oh, they blamed it on the dude. Let's go back here. Uh, where is it at? It says in, 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 increasing female age significantly affects the percentage of embryos that are chromosomally abnormal with in vitro fertilization. Some studies have also suggested that embryos from older men have a higher percentage of genetic abnormalities. But a recent large study of about 700 embryos tested genetically found no association between older paternal age and overall rate of embryo chromosome abnormalities. So, what? where are you writing this article? They said there was no association between older paternal age, but the headline is suggesting, oh, it's you.
1: And that's you.
0: Paternal age effects on miscarriage, Down syndrome, autism and ADHD. There does appear to be a slight increased risk of Down syndrome or trisomal 20, trisomy 21 with older paternal age. However, this is much less significant than the risk with older maternal age. Mm. It says this is much less significant, much less significant than the risk. So they're trying to throw that bullshit out there, bro. They're trying to throw it out there. But then all of a sudden, they got to really back in. Let's go here to another article uh, here. Uh, Did anybody else tell you this? No? (laughs) Okay. Older fathers put health of partner unborn children at risk. Older fathers put health of partner unborn children at risk. I can't wait. Men who delay fatherhood should consult their doctor and consider banking sperm before age 35. This is of Rutgers University. Men who delay starting a family have a ticking biological clock, just like women. <laughs> Pay for, wait. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Let's read. <laughs> Men who delay, it says right here, that may affect the health of their partner. Oh, now you're going to affect the woman, too. Now you're just not going to affect the kid. You're going to affect the woman, too. The study, which reviewed 40 years of research on the effects of parental age on fertility, pregnancy, and the health of children, was published in a journal. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Where it is widely accepted that uh, physiological changes that occur in women after 35 can affect conception, pregnancy, and the health of the child, most men do not realize that their advanced age can have a similar impact. According to the study author Gloria Bachman. Hold up. New, 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 new,
1: new world order. And that's you. (laughs) How dare you?
0: announcement. Has been paid for by the New World Order. And Gloria Bachman is the director of Women's Health Institute, Women's Health Institute at Rutgers, Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) While the medical profession has no clear accepted definition of when advanced paternal age begins, it ranges from 35 to 45. Infants born from fathers over 45 have risen 10% in the United States over the past 40 years, likely due to assisted reproductive technology, AKA in vitro. It says the study found that men 45 and older can experience decreased fertility and put their partners at risk for increased pregnancy complications, such as gest- gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, and preterm birth. Your sperm your sperm <laughs> Listen man. Listen. Oh my goodness. This is what happens, bro. Says right here. Infants born to older fathers were found to be at a higher risk of premature birth, late stillbirth, low Apgar score, low birth weight rate, higher incidences of newborn seizures and birth defects such as congenital heart disease and cleft palate. All right, let's take this seriously here. As they matured, these children were found to have an increased likelihood of childhood cancers, psychiatric and cognitive disorders, and autism. Bachman attributes most of these outcomes to natural decline in testosterone that occurs with aging, as well as sperm de- degradation and poorer semen quality. Boy, oh boy. It says, but she said that some correlations need more research. Really? R- Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, wait. I got money. I'll put a couple of dollars on this research. In addition to advanced paternal age, being associated with an increased risk in male infertility, there appears to be uh, other adverse changes that may occur in the sperm with aging. For example, just as people lose muscle strength, flexibility, and endurance with age, in men, sperm also tends to lose fitness over the life cycle. All right, this is all new. This is all new science, by the way, that needs more research. Let me give you a couple more things right here. Damage uh, to the sperm from stresses of aging can lead to the decrease in sperm number that they just said it doesn't decrease or spals, uh volume and changes in the sperm and egg that is passed from the parent to the offspring and becoming incorporated in the DNAs of cell and the offspring's body. In addition to decreasing fertilization potential. All right. This can also increase the, I'm sorry, influence the impregnancy itself as is noted by increased pregnancy risk when contraception is successful now or conception. Sorry, I'm bad here, but look, but look, but look more likely than not. He says, look at the odds, the odds on the right more likely than not. And I want to say this here, more likely than not, what they're looking at, what they're looking at is when male partners are with older female partners. See, that somebody just had mentioned that. It says right here. It says, add on Smash says, do the study, do the study with 25, 20 to 25 year old females and 40-year-old dudes. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is that is this study done with 40-year-old men and 40-year-old women? The answer probably is gonna be yes. I wanna see the study with a young woman and an older guy. He said half-breed problems. Okay, do that study. And somebody also mentioned erectile dysfunction, as they call it, ED. They'll also say, well, men can't get it up anymore. And I say, what type of woman is he with? If he's 50 and can't get it up, is he with a young woman or an older woman? If he's with an older woman, perhaps it's her that he can't get it up for. If he's been married for more than 12 years and he's with his wife, perhaps it is the wife that can't arouse him anymore. We don't never put those factors in. Now, put him in the building with the freshman, sophomore graduation. Put him in the building at the junior college and don't shame him. Say you can get whoever you want. I'll bring her home and she'll be in bed by 9 p.m. and you can go ahead and have fun. Don't shame him. Don't say he's a metaphile. Don't say, why do you like younger women? Because we just determined that according to data, doesn't matter the age of the man, he's always going to look at younger women as more attractive regardless. Don't shame him. Let him go at it. I guarantee you his ED will disappear. He might have one bad night, but his ED gonna be gone. He need blue pill. He needed little blue pills to deal with 40 year old women and 50-year-old women, and 60-year-old women. He needs a pill for that. He don't need no pill for a 25-year-old woman. (laughs) And he's in his mid-40s to late 50s. He don't need no pill. His body will naturally respond. And if he don't have that respond, he got fingers and tongues. All right, he can get it done. He'll get the job done, and he'll be extra motivated to do so. (laughs) All right, uh, let me get into these super chats real quick. Uh, let's see here. Let me take that down. Interesting studies, right? Interesting studies. So this idea of midlife crisis tends to be used as a shaming tactic. But when when did you? Let me give you an example. When someone says a person has a midlife crisis, are they saying it as he might need some help? I'm concerned he's going through a midlife crisis. Or are they shaming him? He's going through a midlife crisis. See, that's the key. I bet he's probably going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> they never say like, you know, damn, you know, this guy, he's looking at his mortality. He's looking at the end of the life itself. Let's get him some help. No, nah, they never do that. They never do that. In, in in essence, they're trying to use that against him for him wanting to celebrate his own life, him wanting to buy the things he's now economically able to buy, him wanting to enjoy Being in the company of younger women because older women are boring. And he can't say, I can't stand these mothball smelling older women. I can't tell, I can't stand these jowl having older women. I want to be around someone young. They shame him. Oh, you're a metaphile. They won't let that dude win. Imagine the dude say, Look, he's like CGA. Hey, I'm going to drive nice cars. I'm going to be around young junior college girls. I don't give a damn. Call me what you want. There's still people that come to my show. This is disgusting. How could you do this? You're a metaphile. There was a dude that made a whole video about me being a metaphile because I like to be at the junior college. Hold up. Mm. See, that's what I'm talking about. They'll shame you back. You better get back with them 50-year-old women. (laughs) And it's like, why? I don't have to do that. Men never had to have to do that. We could actually enjoy them. But they do it as a means to shame you back. Oh, no, no, no. You're old. Um, You missed your chance. No, ma'am, you're old. You missed your chance. Your time is up. My time just started. Look, my time just got started. Life is getting good. You see this right here? Life is getting good for me economically. Look at the chart. Or did somebody else tell you this? <laughs> go. It's going well for me. What are we doing? So midlife crisis, the idea of a midlife crisis is actually, it's actually a, a myth. It's actually shaming language for men to be successful. It's actually shaming language because he hasn't hit the biological and physical wall, and you did. And now we're seeing studies, halfway-ass studies, sponsored by the New, 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 new World order. To say, now our sperm and our jizz is bad. Our jizz is causing the partner health risk. What? Absolutely pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. It's not a, a midlife crisis. Yes, it's a celebration of life. I mean, many times a man's goes through a midlife crisis and his kids have now gone to college and um, he's, he's won in life and he's got promoted and he's starting to save a little bit of money and he's actually having a little bit of money extra left over. And then here comes this old bat wife, bag of bones, going out there after she didn't had all her fun, trying to shame your ass. When the whole time your kids was in the house, she was looking like this. Are you serious? I I, I had a chili dog for lunch. Okay. So now now that the kids are gone and you're empty nester, now she's like, oh, now we can spend some time together. And you're like, Mm-mm, give me some junior college. now. I'm going in my Corvette. I'm going on my Harley. I'm going on a vacation with the boys. <laughs> you don't never take me nowhere. She starts hitting you with this. I'm not happy. Then she divorces you. <laughs> she great divorces you. Uh, As you can see here. Wait a minute. Great divorce. According to data from the U.S. Census Bureau, Census Bureau, adults age 55 to 64 have the highest number of divorces among married adults over age 20. So you work, All your life. And then, oh, I forgot to mention this part. This is what she takes right off the top. Let's look at this, and then I'll do the rest, and then we get out of here. While your earnings are peaking, peaking duck here, look at this. This is in general. When your earning growth is at its peak, guess when she decapitates you statistically on a gray divorce. Can you look at that? Did you see all of these correlations? I actually pulled all of these together. Now, listen, there's always going to be this person. You can't put all these numbers together. This is not a coincidence. You can do your own research on this one. This is not a coincidence. This shit is happening and it's a setup from the beginning. You're at your peak. You're at your peak economically. Where is it at right here? Oddly enough, highest grade divorces, highest number of divorces. Also, She's also going through hitting the biological wall. Also, what's happening? Your testosterone's de- decreasing. When your testosterone decreases, what happens? You can now think with the big head and not the little head. You can no longer be manipulated. You're like, how about I give you a little bit of peace leave? Only if you let me go shopping with your credit card, you'd be like this. Man, forget your peace leave. I can go get $500 and I can get me a prime in shape. Junior college, right off the damn factory stock factory line. I don't have to do nothing for you no more. And I'm least likely to put up with all your complaining and put up with all your bullshit and put up with all of this and that. Clear out the whole damn closet. <laughs> if you give me a little this, I'll do a little suck on your salami. It's your it's your birthday. It's your birthday. I suck all over. He like, look, just hire a girl to suck on me. I don't care. I don't need you to give me that lazy-ass, sloppy, slovenly blowjob that you used to give me 20 years ago. <laughs> with your denture uh, falling out. Nah, hell no. <laughs> oh, let's get to these super chats. Yeah, you're more likely to not put up with the bullshit no more. you older, you're like, nah, and then now you can't be manipulated. She was like, I'll just divorce you. <laughs> yeah loud pocket says you on my way to my family barbecue aka picnic and they work for the postal service and dmv they are real npc blue pills mouth breathers and paper pushers they're gonna talk about oh i had this person come into the dmv i had this person come into the post office you like oh god boring mm. then they're gonna call you what is up with you what's with you and your attitude have you been watching youtube you must be watching that andrew Tate. You must be watching old videos of Kevin Samuels. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they started getting mad real fast. Him watching Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels combined. Where are we at here? I got some people over on Venmo. I just don't know who I started with. Did I get Lee? Okay. I did. So now we're going to start with our boy Juan in the building. He says, shout out to the real men that break their backs to keep society running in indeed, indeed. And you get no credit for that. So you built the house. There's other men can't, that can't, that can build houses. Can you build a house? Juan be like, my whole family can build a whole house. Shut the hell up. We build a whole housing track. <laughs> I'll be feeling bad, man. I'll be seeing them, you know, the Mexicans be out there working. They ass off building whole damn housing tracks. And then people got the nerve to diss them. I'm like, do you realize if they didn't want to. <laughs> do you realize if they actually just said, we ain't doing no work no more. You'd be asked out. America would be asked out. You could call them illegals and whatnot. They be out here. Building housing tracks. The entire thing. All of it. <laughs> Getting low pay too. Low ass pay. They be out here working in 110 degree weather. She. And, and they're fully clothed head to toe in work boots, steel toe boots, jeans, long sleeve t shirt. And then they go home and they got to feed a family of 10. Off that salary. Everybody waiting for him to drop the check. And then they say, oh, we ain't leaving no extra carne asada for you. You. <laughs> all right. They don't even leave him no extra pico de gallo. He like, yo, man, who ate all the pico? The hell is this? No me gusta. He go to bed with a full gordita. All right, she and she, uh, it, dude, she a bed warming. She, she. <laughs> anyway, let me stop. They actually, the gordita will take care of him. No, just come to mommy, come to mommy, mommy will take care of you. And you know he got a girlfriend on the side, by the way. <laughs> he got a full girlfriend on the side. For sure, he got a gordita. I'm sorry, he got a girlfriend. They trying to get rid of the word gordita now. I know they listening to my show. I know people act like they don't listen to me because I don't be getting my flowers out here. Did you see they trying to get rid of the term gordita? I was like, oh, hell no. They watching my show for sure. Let's pull you up the evidence. It's the Latinx community. Is it Latinx? I don't even know what to call it. Now they trying to get rid of the, hold up for a second. I'm like, man, y'all be, y'all watching my streams, man. Give me some damn credit out here. Y'all want to go on my show and say what I'm talking about. Why don't you go on everybody else's show and mention their name? Do y'all mention do y'all mention my name on other people's show? No you don't. But you know damn well I'll be coming up with this. Sh- Look at this shit right here. <laughs> they trying to change the name of gorditas because it offends overweight people. Oh my lord. not gordita <laughs> all right anyway anyway I gotta stop saying gordita now they trying to get rid of it <laughs> anyway how did how is it how is it that that term has got put on the table I'm the only one that says it I'm the only one now they trying to take it away from me <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, shout out to all the people who build housing tracks out here. Men be working hard out here. Future says, Coach, I work as a kitchen worker in a fine dining restaurant, and though oh, throughout the day, I only see sugar daddies and sugar babies. Wow. I saw a woman from Seeking eating with their sponsor. You always write, so here are your props. Thank you, sir, and you deserve your flowers as we were just talking about it because most straight men only get them once. And he says, and that is on their funeral. Take me out with you're my favorite African-American. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Shout out to you, man. I appreciate it, man. I know what it is out here, bro. I mean, I'll be starting to hear. But look, I've been telling you about this whole phenomenon. phenomenon. Uh, when you're in a low-class individual, you never see these things, right? But when you start rolling in circles where there's money or status or high t- Dude, I've been seeing that it's everywhere. It's rampant now. And, yep, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Get ready, man. Jay Cool here, he says, I agree with you. In the video you made well out and about in California, there was no such thing as a midlife crisis. Thank you uh, for watching my video over there. That video is getting great traction. And there's no such thing as a midlife crisis. I agree that it's just a manufactured idea. And that guy came up with it. He was like, I came up with it. And then he tried to attach it to men. I don't know if you know, many ideas that we possess now that are considered standard came out in the 50s and 60s. That was a big cultural shift in our country. okay, And that shifted us to from traditionalism to progressivism. It shifted us from feminism. I'm sorry, uh, not feminism into feminism. It shipped us into also uh, the term teenager came out somewhere in the 50s. There was no such thing as a teenager. But we think teenager is a normal thing because in our, as we grew up, teenage has always been a thing. But somewhere in the 40s, 50s, in the 60s, that that was the first orientation in America of the word teenager. No one ever used it until then. I think in the United Kingdom, it was a little bit earlier used. So we think teenager is a normal thing, and we attach all of these qualities to teenagers. Let me just tell you what a teenager is. It was an adolescent. The years that they were going through was adolescent, which is a learning period, but they were treated like adults. This is why you would see, go back, and you would say, what was the age of consent at that time? It was much lower because a teenager physically could produce. Of not that not only produce children, they could produce physically like they could labor. Like they could work on a farm. They could work in the industry. They were capable enough to do these things. Now, we got these assholes talking about 27 is a child. If you were on my member stream the other day, there was a woman, a judge that said, what are you doing with this 27-year-old child?
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> what the People will say a teenager is a child. Oh, what are they doing with that child? A teenager is not a child. Now, I'm not saying this for pleasure principles. I'm saying this when you raise kids. When you raise kids and you look at a teenager as a child, you're delaying their growth. You're delaying their growth and maturity, treating them like a child. They're not children. They're not really teenagers. A teenager is an adolescent at best, but all through life, we treated them as adults. They were pseudo adults. They were smaller adults. They were younger adults. You heard the term young adults. That would be teenager. That's a concept. I want to pull this up because a lot of people don't understand that. All right. That's a concept that originated not that long ago. Teenager word origin. I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. Here we go right here. The origin of the teenager. People think these things have been around for a long time, but it's a very new concept. It says right here The origin of the teenager. The following excerpt, excer- 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 mm. the following excerpt taken from Teenager, the creation of the youth culture, 1875 to 1945, first appeared in published play text for natives by Glenn Waldron. A boundless theater production from 2016. Okay, so where did he originate? It? During 1944. 1944. So we're talking about 40s, 50s, and 60s. Americans started using the word "teenager" to describe the place of youth in their society. So it, and from the very beginning, it was a marketing term that recognized the spending power of adolescents. Let's go ahead and make that larger so you can see it. Wow, when you look at it like that. So teenager has nothing to do with kids. It has nothing to do with dumbass kids. It has nothing to do with acne. It has nothing to do. Check it out. I'll read it again. For the people in the back of the classroom. It all has to do with money. I got money. Now remember, admin, madman, admin. We're always trying to finesse you to thinking something is Diamonds is a girl's best friend. Cigars or cigarettes are healthy. You don't have to worry about this. Cigarettes is a status symbol. This all came during the same time. During the 19, during 1944, Americans started to use the word teenager. We thought teenager would be around forever, but it hasn't been. It's a new creation to describe the place of youth in their society. From the very beginning, it was a marketing term that recognized the spending power of adolescents. Boom. Within a culture that thought of business in the terms of national identity and individual freedom, the fact that the youth had become a market also meant that it uh, that it had become a discrete, separate age group with its own peer-generated gener- uh, rituals, rights, and demands. All right. So I don't know. You guys can read further in this one. Maybe you'll pick out something coming on. But again, I use this. I use this to not. I'm not using this to justify anything. I'm not using this. I just tell you the facts. I just tell you the facts of what it is. And a lot of times I say it first and then somebody else says it and I don't get the credit. (laughs) Okay. But it is what it is. Uh, Let's let's go ahead and take that down. But when you what you know, knuckle draggers won't, they'll be, oh, I don't agree with all that. You don't have to agree with it. I showed you the data. I showed you the information. Well, the times have changed. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, the fact remains the facts. We're only dealing with the facts over here. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, let's see here. Uh, is this um we're going to call you. Let's see. I got four more on PayPal. We're doing good on time here. Wait a minute. Are we? Oh, no. I got to wrap it up. All right. Uh, Midlife crisis. This is from Jose. Midlife crisis is for suckers that jump into marriage and a nine to five in their 20s to meet extra day uh, to meet every day is an extra. I've jumped out of planes, went to war, bagged some hotties and some coyote uglies, too. Now I have the freedom to do whatever I want. And nobody to pressure me into anything. If you don't add, if you don't add to your life, I'm going to subtract you. If you don't add to my life, I'm going to subtract you. Sorry for that. to appears small on my screen. And I like to add words. But yeah, if you're not adding to my life, it's time to subtract. Where are we at? Double A says for the midlife crisis fund to get you out of your depression. Coach, I am going to purchase one of your hoodies so I can have your face on my chest. Pause. Yes, we got appalled on that one. Double A in the building. Andrew. All right, I'm going to have my face on my chest, or I'm going to have some women pose with my face on their chest. That's more like it. Maryland guy says, as men get older, even if some of our sperm may lose motility and be defective, we've made millions of sperm, and the weak sperm won't make it to the egg anyways. It It only takes one. That actually is a great point. I didn't remember that. That's a great point. When we bust, there's millions that go in there. So, yeah, the the weak ones are going to die. What's the likelihood that the weak one makes it all the way? Well, I mean, looking at some of us, some of the weak ones made it. (laughs) Billy the Kid has to add, wow, Coach, in my maternity rotation, never seen in any of my books that older men could cause these disorders. He works in a maternity ward. Women having a baby at 35 is called a geriatric pregnancy, which is very risky. All these can happen. Wait, all these can happen. Childhood disorders could appear. I don't know that last sentence, but but yeah. And he's working in the maturity board. And now you see this propaganda and those articles were from 2020, 2021, 2022. Oh, yeah. Old men can have messed up sperm. Okay, but we got millions of them when I shoot it inside joke. anyway. Mm. Which Maryland guy points out. It's not just one we're shooting up there, but one egg versus one egg. All right, the real fit style seeking sinker and arrangement chicks are broke and want millions. It's crazy. And they think they're gonna make millions on there. I always tell them you better go get an OnlyFan. Loud <laughs> pockets play the video of real work at the oil field. I'll wrap the show up with that one because I'm got four minutes left. Ladies, I got four minutes. What do you want to do? XL Pro Services are in the building. Thank you, sir. Frodo Bagham Young. I looked up my ex and she's now hideous. <laughs> Mr. Scott W. Scott in the building. Thanks, coach. Your content gets me through my day. All right, and I want to leave you brothers with some hope out here. Leave you with some hope. It ain't over, man. It is really not over. I thought it was over when I was younger. When I was I, when I was young, at the end of my marriage, I, I thought, "Man, life is over." I said, "I'm gonna just ride this out until my kids turn 18. I'll I'll go to sleep on the couch. I'll ride it out so I can be with my kids." I'm glad I decided to leave. I, I left. I was like, "Hell no!" And I always tell you, the day I left, I never saw the sun golden that golden. I never saw the grass greener. I never saw the sky bluer. I never saw the clouds more cl- fluffy. I never saw feet more better. I never thought, dude, life was just starting, and I was 36 years old, 36, for all intents and purposes in my blue bill conditioning, I thought it was over, I was like, damn, it's over for me, I'm stuck in this marriage, it's it, that was real depression, that was real male depression, since then, I've been, never mind, (laughs) ha. Shout out to the coach gang, man. I appreciate y'all for being here. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Let's leave you with Francisco and Men at Work. Peace.
1: Tranquilo, wey. Tranquilo. No.